Lady, good morning. How are you? Good morning, lawyer. I'm here and I'm comfortably sitting on my sofa in my night gown. So now that I've given that image, we can start. <laughs> we can start. I'm sitting in my sofa, no nightgown, with coffee in front of me. I Let's have dig- a cat on me, so okay, a fine. Cat on you. Let's dig right into it. I yes. have some screenshots of um, your Instagram stories yesterday. What, not you're not, gonna... not even going to buy me dinner before starting? Now that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you've already eaten. I'm going to read something here. There is always I'm space gonna... for some more. Always space. And then I'm going to ask you to comment. Yes. Once upon a time, there was a coat and this lady had boobs. End of this <laughs> sad story. Uh, I'm not going to mention the brand, but you're uh, addressing the brand saying, please start considering the fact that women might have curves. It's always unpleasant to see how breasts aren't really considered to be part of our bodies. I'll elaborate. Yes. If, if my shoulders, arms, and waists fit into this coat, then it's my true size. But if the design sees absolutely no space for female curves, then I'm sorry, you're designing for one extremely tiny portion of ladies, and your design isn't as inclusive as you present it. And when I say zero space, I mean zero, and no fabric left in the seams to loosen it a few centimeters and to make it fit. Rant goes on. Rule number one of luxury detail. Allow space for sartorial modifications. If the garment is supposed to be worn on all sorts of women, spare a few centimeters in the seams for alterations. Women do have breasts. Some have wider shoulders. Some have less waist. We come in different sizes, not just sample ones. In luxury retail, this is what the client expects. One, if it doesn't fit me right, your tailor will do whatever it takes for the garment to fit me like a glove. I'm not talking miracles, just adjustments. Two, if you don't have a size up, propose a special order or at least offer to inquire if it's doable. Don't let me ask for it. Three, don't let me suggest your tailor the steps to do. Ask for fabric necessary to alter. If not, examine the garment to see if the seams hold the centimeters necessary to alter. Don't let me do the work. Four, if none of this is doable, let's just call it retail, not luxury, because the difference lies in the service and the extra mile done. Mind you, This isn't a post against anyone. My crew is amazing and they really do miracles and my love for the brand is well known. But I call it as it is. And this moment, it really isn't. That last one really made me laugh, actually. (laughs) It really isn't. Tell me, what's going on? So retail is detail. That's what someone wrote to me last night and basically reassumed everything that I actually wrote there and now that you read it out loud it really sounds but <laughs> in goes into the detail because um I went there I saw this code it was beautiful fits me like a glove but there yeah. is there is a thing um I mean I have breasts and I'm aware of the fact that my breasts are uh, larger than than the average woman but mm. still I have curves I have them. You have them. The next woman next door has them. Maybe she has wider shoulders. Maybe she has more hips. But the fact is, we are not, uh, we don't have a male body. And the male body is still complicated, but less complicated than a woman's. So when I go in and I see something that fits like a glove in my arms and my shoulders, which is where a coat normally would be, you know, tight, um, then I see this and I see the tailor who says, when, without even looking at it, he says, no, I can't do anything. I'm like, okay, can you ask for fabric? No, the company doesn't do that. Can you look at the seams? There is no space at the seams. There was simply a wall of no, 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 and no. 
So that's what ticks me off. I mean, you shouldn't be saying no in this uh, segment of retail. If it's luxury, it's detail. So you need to be doing something. You need to be proposing something so that I don't go out unhappy. And like me, there are several other women who, who will come in and who will see, will get discouraged and will never come through the door again. And not to mention what the thing does to your self-esteem, because you think there is something wrong with you. They say to you, yes, but this is the way it's supposed to be. So your breasts are ruining the line. I'm sorry, my breasts are not ruining any line. My breasts are there and I love them. And that's my body you're talking about. So that's me. But I have enough self-confidence not to be bothered by the comments. Someone else will go home crying. But exactly. I mean, apart from the, the sort of lack of, uh, uh, what do you call it? I guess you, um, accommodation, lack of uh, trying yes. to accommodate or being flexible, Effort. lack of flexibility. Yeah. But it's exactly that, right? We seem to think that we need to have bodies that are fitted into the models that these shops sell, whether they are um, luxury or retail or anything else. And it just kills us. It just slaughters us uh, when we realize that it's not the case and really discourages us both from buying and from dressing. I remember quite some time back, it must have been maybe two years, over two years probably, um, when uh, Dolce Gabbana still had a shop in Luxembourg. They closed it down. I don't, I can't recall if it was a year or two years ago to open I it think two, I think two, yeah. Possibly, yeah. I had a DM from a lady um, after having bought, uh, I think it was, I think I had bought cashmere trousers wide fitted ones from them or something similar and she really asked me to say you know how do you maintain your self-esteem to go into these shops and buy knowing very well that the sizes that you're buying usually are twice two or four times larger than the usual size you wear with any other shop like Zara or H&M or other and that's that's an accurate reflection actually because while I can be a medium or a large with a, a Zara purchase, like a top or a jacket, equally with H&M. If I go to Dolce Gabbana, sometimes I have to go to size 46 or 48, of course. Which is are, my size, and that's absurd. <laughs> but it's it's fine in terms of uh, what, the, what the label says, but uh, first of all, they are uh, Italian or French sizes, so they are not the same as, let's say, a Swedish 46, which would be a 44 or 42. So you shouldn't be frightened by the numbers. But it's true that if you just look at the optics of it, first of all, uh, they they make you think that you've you know grown two sizes just by uh, trying something that fits you, but that comes with a label that says size 48. And now if you can get yourself around just the number of the label, um, it's very difficult to uh, stand up to yourself in a fitting room and tell uh, the person helping you Look, I don't want to try size 46 because I like to uh, bring in instead of taking out, knowing very well that a seamstress uh, finds it easier to, re to reduce the size of a garment exactly. than, than to, to uh, make it bigger. And after ha having you know, asked three or four or five or six or seven or eight times for a new model, for a proposed uh, alteration, for a larger size, for even one more size up, asking them, do you make it in 50? And they're sort of bothered telling you, 
Uh, no, sorry, ma'am. We only make up until size 48. And even there is only one or two sizes. Exactly. exactly. Like you say, you start looking at yourself in the mirror with very harsh eyes. And it's very difficult to maintain a, self of, uh, a sense of self-esteem when it comes to uh, rocking uh, these these fashion items or these clothes that you feel like wearing and it's a real struggle so how do you how do you do it how do you not let yourself be discouraged I didn't even tell you the worst part of it because mm -hmm. actually um, someone said to me yesterday oh but don't worry uh, now that the holidays are gone and over uh, you will be you know eating less and oh, I looked man. at them yes exactly I looked at them as, as if as if eating was you know satan itself and and i was being you know victimized and being uh, pushed into guilt for eating or having a good time or anything just like a follower last night who actually wrote to me no offense to you i don't want to make any polemics but you uh, aside from uh, clothes for fat people and she actually said that uh, mm. you should really consider some dieting you know because uh, when um. once exactly once you you give up something the clothes will fit you I oh, man, I'm yes, sorry. I know. I, I, know. I don't want to say something I have to beep out, but I would say <laughs> f them. This is outrageous. This is like pretense advice, uh, just under being, you know, wanting to be rude and wanting to be mean. And yeah, but that was just a troll, you know. That's that's just yeah. a troll. I looked at her profile. Of course, she was anonymous. She had no post, but she did follow a bunch of other people. Uh, I suspect with the same intent, you know, of insulting and giving uh, backhanded advice or whatever. But once I was in the store and once someone was telling to me, um, you should be eating less, I looked at them and I thought, do you really want, are store. you sure, exactly, in, are you sure uh, you want to be saying that to me? Because, uh, you know, I will ice you out in, an, in, a, in less than a second and you will never recover from it. You will never come near me again. And they, they I mean, I think they realized yeah. it was wrong and they just, you know, shut up. But it wasn't with the intent to offend me but it was it was the funny thing to say but it wasn't that funny because I was actually you know saying listen your clothes have um, a really surreal idea of what a woman is we have breasts we have this we have that you cannot possibly be selling luxury uh, with the luxury price tag if you're not going to leave some centimeters in the seams for for elderly, uh, 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 <laughs> alterations sorry this gets me going because if it's zara if it's mango if it's every, everything else i will yeah, you understand don't expect it. exactly you just take mm. it as it is if it fits okay if not bye bye but, but look here, i mean yeah, but here they chose two things. One is like the shortcomings of the brand. So they didn't, they shouldn't slap that on you. They should really say, we're very apologetic. There's nothing we can do here. We're very sorry. We will bring the feedback to a different level if they make clothes that we cannot alter. They, they shouldn't say, and you know what? It might actually well be true. It might actually well be that comes June, I will be in a different shape. But I'm exactly. now spending money on this coat for the season, for the shape I am now. So don't you please ask me to make a single alteration uh, to myself when I'm now coming with money that I potentially want to spend on this garment and please don't propose to me to buy you know a different garment that is uh, that has no shape just because you have a shortcoming because that is actually quite insulting and instead you should look at towards yourself as a brand what can I offer to make my my uh, customers experience fantastic and you know at some point we're also not love it I mean at some point 
we will accept that this item is not for me. It wasn't fitted yeah, 100%. True. And I will not spend the money for something which is only 80 or 70 or I want it to be perfect and I will otherwise not buy it and I will not wear it. I mean, at some point we will also accept that. But not when the fundamental point of view is, look, sorry, you all guys, all, all of you ladies, you are molded in the same shape. And if you aren't, then please you go and do something about it. And equally, that says something about the salesperson's mentality and everybody's mentality to, you know, reduce eating a bit over Christmas or look over, um, you know, your appetite. Or It's other- always guilting you into thinking there is something wrong with you. So it's all going there. It's uh, your breasts are wrong. Your hips are wrong. Your shoulders are wrong. You are not tall enough. You're too tall. You're something, but it's never the company's fault. The fact Mm -hmm. is one of the salespeople uh, told me, you know, our designer likes to say, I design for everyone. Well, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but you actually don't. You Mm -hmm. design for a certain uh, type of people and you like them to be androgynous, and that's perfect if that's your, you know, aesthetics. Vision. Mm-hmm. But uh, your vision is fine. I like your vision. I think you're a genius. But listen, the sale, the the the, the retail part, that goes to real women, and real women come in all shapes and sizes. Don't guilt me into thinking that something is wrong with me. But I repeat again, if it's me, I'll just live and I'll just go, you know, next door, or I I would just pass to another thing because I have enough self-confidence and enough self-love to understand it's not me it's you but it's really you but if someone else comes into the store and they hear you should be eating less or you your breasts are ruining the line I mean I'm not ruining anything I'm the customer here I'm you know the focal point of your existence Mm -hmm. And I realize we are talking not first first world issues. You know, there are really worse things to talk about. But this is undermining women all over the world. And this makes you think there is something really wrong with you. And you should be modifying your body. Why? To fit, mm-hmm. to fit and, something. And women do this to women because all of these women are brainwashed. So as friendly as your sales advisor may be, but the fact that she's thinking, you know what? after the holidays, you will eat a bit less, just tells you how brainwashed she is and equally how many women she sees that probably say exactly that. The amount of women that go in the shop and and maybe now, you know, the sales are ongoing or will be starting, maybe not for that brand, but for others. And the amount of women that maybe go in and say, I will take this, you know, because I will be uh, eating a little bit less after the festivities. So I I, I don't know, it's just, it's it's a general disease and it looks like we, nobody is <laughs> but listen, from it. There, there was another girl who wrote to me immediately in the aftermath of my outburst last night. And she said, I went to another brand and she did name it. And I know the store. I was there like two weeks ago. Uh, and she said, listen, I went in there and they their size 48 wasn't really a 48 because I have breasts. And she said, I'm a little bit on the fat side. And I was horrified that she would say that to herself. But, you know, and I told her, you really shouldn't be saying that to yourself any, anyway. But then I looked at her pictures and she was ex- absolutely an average size. So I was like, where are you fat? In, 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 in what parallel universe are you fat? And the salespeople told her, um, I'm sorry, this is what our 48 is. We don't cater to people like you. Oh, man. No, I this mean, is terrible. That's terrifying. 
I had a better experience. I was in Naples once uh, for a, for a fashion show, and I I went to the pop up store of the said brand in Naples to go and buy. Oh, I remember and, this. This and is they, at least, Yeah, at least they they brought me a chair to sit sit me down because they thought I was pregnant. They didn't say we don't cater for people like you. They were like, oh my, man, you've got to be very tired. And I'm like, from what? From eating or from what? And then they brought me a chair. But I have to say that that stung a little bit uh, because it was just so it was a friendly gesture but I was like I'm sorry I, I am not pregnant and I don't look pregnant and then I don't this, is, I this believe... is just food belly you know this is not this my food is, child <laughs> it's food child food belly and drink belly and it was just kind of humiliating in the way that it was uh, I remember when you told honest. me that I was yeah. really so mad for you yeah I mean... but anyway anyway I think I'm over it but it's, it was just, you know, I, I don't know. And I should not have bought anything. And frankly, the piece exactly. that I bought, the piece that I bought, I bought this like beach, uh, wavy beach silk type of a cover. I never saw you nice. put it on again. Exactly. Because I just, you, it's you, just has so much negative connotation. Exactly. To it. You attach uh, that negative yes. moment to that piece of clothing. That's yes. it. I have that too. I have dresses that I uh, don't want to wear anymore because they bring something negative to me yeah. uh, because I, I, I was made to feel inadequate. And yeah, I, know, exactly. I, I know what haters will say, I mean, aside from being haters, which is by default horrifying, but they will say, yeah, but you should just, you know, lose weight. And there it yeah. is again. You should be modifying yourself. Horrifying. No, hell to them. And look, I also want to say, uh, as for myself, I'm not a petite lady, but I don't carry a lot of overweight. I just, I have the curves I have. I'm quite hippie. I, I joke, I say, I, I look like a pyramid. So I am, you know, heavy <laughs> at the bottom, which is part of my Egyptian heritage. And it's fine. And, you know, I've been uh, in periods in my life, I've been more toned or shaped and in others less. It's fine. I am just a, a normal size, a normal eating, working woman. I need to eat to get my brain to function. When I produce my documents or when I sit in long negotiations, I need to have carbs for my brain. And of course, you can make healthy choices and unhealthy choices. But truth be told, I don't really post my regular, you know, nothing fancy, everyday healthy food, it's not interesting. So I go on my stories when I'm having a nice drink or a glass of champagne or something which is photograph worthy. It doesn't mean that I have a steak three times a day. And I don't want to be judged by other women by the amount of food I, I take. And yes, there is a level where you say, is it healthy or is it not healthy? But that's not for somebody else to tell But me. that's for you. That's for you and to think. Especially not in a context where I come to shop and especially not when I come with my hard earned money and want to buy luxury because that experience that I was talking about when I was bought a chair, <laughs> just imagine that I save up the money to go that one single time and make my first luxury experience purchase in a shop and I am treated that way. I mean, you just be terrified and you walk out of there and, and that comes back to the other, to the other questions. So how do you maintain uh, your self-esteem also in this context when the entire fashion industry is telling you that maybe you shouldn't have such a good self-confidence because that's basically the message you keep on giving what do you what are your what I do uh -huh. uh, what I do is actually I never ever make a scene when someone is being underhanded or just giving me, you know, the, the look or the side eye or thinking or, you know, the smile, the polite smile that says, 
oh poor you you're too fat for this or you are too whatever for wow. this Shocking. I just yeah the shop while you're there I mean there are people who are actually nasty enough to do that but what I do is normally I just stare back uh, mm-hmm. there is there is one thing about me uh, <laughs> that you 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 know I I never lower my eyes I don't do that I just stare back at you right back at you in silence with a very very cold icy look and I will stare at you until you are so embarrassed or so uncomfortable that you will have to do something else or you will just have to understand that something is really, really wrong. I have people who like to touch me in stores. I hate being touched by someone that I do not know or doesn't have my confidence. You yeah, know, like hand on your shoulder type or hand on your No, 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 type? no. I, I had uh, once a girl in a brand that I will not name who actually came and touched me I had a pair of trousers which is unusual for me and I was already you know uncomfortable in them but I was willing to try and uh, she comes in and touches me on my naked body I I swear to god she touches me to adjust something that I didn't ask her to adjust and she keeps proposing other things with it and I'm like you're not my sales assistant and I don't want you near me but please stop touching me I was looking at her and she was completely unaware so eye contact to me is crucial. I will stare back at you and you will realize something is wrong if you have any brains. If you don't, well, that's not my problem. Anyway, I will ask if, if someone is so unaware that something is wrong, I will ask. I will say, are you really sure you want to be saying that to me? Mm-hmm. Because I'm giving you the chance to you know, pedal back. Mm-hmm. If you st- still keep doing that, I would just say, please, <clears throat> call your manager right now. That's about it. It goes three steps. Silence, the question and the manager, if it's really, really bad. Because I want people to learn something. You, you, and everything you say in a store, in a, in a place of work, has consequences, has weight, and pun intended. Yeah. If you're going to push me around, I'm not going to be pushed. I will push you back. And that's a great way of seeing it, actually, of saying, you know, they, they are at their workplace and there are rules of conduct for them as there are for anyone uh, in any workplace. And if they don't want to act by them because they take liberties, then it should be highlighted that they're actually acting outside of what is permitted for them in a exactly. normal workplace. So that is that is very good, actually. You, you, do know, you do know that my relationship with Dolce Gabbana started that way, that I was told our, our um, brand doesn't produce for people like you. And I, wow. I, got, so, I got so mad uh, years ago that uh, the manager came out uh, and, and, you know, I was given another sales assistant and the relationship blossomed from there. But thanks to other people who realized that was really, really bad. So oh. I was pushed around at the beginning of my story so much that I, eventually I just, you know, said, are you paying my bills do you have any input in my life? You do not. So if you, if the answer is no to all of these questions, your opinion doesn't count for me. And I will do whatever makes me happy and not you. The, this thing that the, the body of a woman is, is being used like a weapon or something to be, you know, to qualify a woman. Your body is a certain way, so you are worth something. This is outrageous. Men actually do not do that to themselves. You will never see two men saying, oh, you're, you know, you have uh, a little bit of a tummy, uh, poor you, you shouldn't be eating. 
Men yeah, do not do that. That's yeah, always that's women. Of course, it's always women. But I mean, it's it's good when you're at this level. But how do you even uh, gather so much courage to go back to a shop that told you, you know, you're, sorry, we don't make for hmm. you? I mean, that is. I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. But that was uh, to the person who called me back, and he said, "You absolutely. I beg of you. You need to come back." I I would be I would consider it a personal favor if you should just give me the chance to show you what Rectify. we what we mm. yeah to show you what we really are. But that's you know having an in, enough foresight that you see potential in a person and you see things that you want to make right. But sometimes there will be no such person, and you will just have a brand who will say to you, "I'm sorry, this it, mm. it is how it is." But once mm. you say to me, "It is how it is," I say, "Bye bye." But that is, I think that is the way uh, you look at, um, you know, high street items. So for for uh, for me, when I go and shop at either Zara or Mango or H&M, uh, which I do every now and then, what I do then, because it's exactly that, you know, it's what's on the hanger that's on offer. You take it or you don't want to take it. And there's nobody there to speak to you or to advise you or to do anything else. But you don't so even what... expect it. No, you don't expect it. And at the price, you don't expect it. But what I do there is that I would bring with me... Um, several sizes into the dressing room so if I'm usually for example at H&M I'd be a size 40 and so I would take 40 42 and 44 because the tailoring is often so varied between different items like different uh, sizes or different pieces of the same item that you can wear two 40s and there can be two centimeters difference and let alone between different models so I never really know like I have a fit type of a um, size and I would bring the three with me to the dressing room and I would actually try them on all three and only when and then you, you sort of need to take the time for yourself and say okay I need to see myself in these three and of course sometimes the model just isn't for you so you have to discard altogether the garment that you're trying and then you have to just be very ruthless with the eye and you have to look at yourself and say which one of these actually fits as if it was my size without looking at the, at the label on it. And the trick there for me just to, you know, have the confidence to wear anything that I like, which is my size, is to envisage how do I pair it with other things? Because usually if I go uh, shopping or if I swing by H&M, I'd come in my sneakers and maybe leggings and a knit and maybe no makeup. And, you know, uh, you see yourself in that mirror with all the uh, scientific lights and you look just crazy. So actually, Yeah, the, the, really the dressing rooms are horrifying normally. Nothing to your advantage. So you really need to see yourself in a different setting and think, okay, what if I wear these shoes or, you know, this jacket with this piece? And, and I think you need to be ruthless and just discard. So the more times you discard items, actually, ultimately, you will find that one piece that you can wear and you will say, this actually looks very nice on me. And when you, when you have that piece that you're confident in because it's comfortable and looks nice on you and you like to wear it, that's how you start recognizing a sentiment of, you know, pleasure in dressing, I think. And that for me, that goes for the high street brands. And of course, I often also uh, buy suits at Zara that I uh, alter from a tailor. I think I mentioned to you before, though, that yes, the tailors of seam seamstresses in Luxembourg cost quite a lot. So you would end up paying as much for tailoring a suit as you would, uh, you know, 
as it cost uh, buying it. And but I, I always, sure I, I always approve. I no, no, I always approve of that. Uh, I, I have a beautiful seamstress here in Milan who actually does miracles to high street, to high brand, anything. It's worth it. If uh, something is going to fit you like a glove and you like it and you think it's going to, yeah. you know, go the line, go the extra mile for you, you should just tailor Do it. it. Because yeah. ta- tailoring allows you to feel better, yeah. suits you better. Absolutely. And these women, so I've, I've come to develop some kind of personal relationship with these ladies. That's why I was so appalled by your story. But I mean, when, when, when these seamstresses, so there are a few of them that work with these um, high brand shops that offer this service when you buy a luxury garment, it's, it's uh, included in the, in the price, basically. So they come jumping over. And when I am like you know, uh, maybe I should wear a Spanx or some underwear. They're really sweet. They're like, no, no, madame, you look as lovely as ever. And this is not something that we won't be able to fix. So on the on the contrary, actually, these are normal ladies that enjoy dressing other normal ladies and seeing other normal ladies in, in this fantastic, you know, clothes. And they they want to help you to feel better in it. And they like to apply their magic to enhance the way you look in these garments. And they're really not judgmental at all. Does it surprise you that this was a man, a tailor? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, this was a man. He just looked at me and he says, this is the way it's meant to be. I'm like, no, sorry, it isn't. And then for the for the luxury brands, I would say, of course, it's a little bit tricky because you cannot be anonymous when you walk into these shops. Of yeah. course, some people will, will, you know, follow you from the first step you, know, you set foot inside the door. So they will say, oh, madam, can we help you? And it's very difficult to tell them, like, look, I'm only watching. And just uh, to get over the intimidation of wanting to try something, asking for your size, taking it to the cabin, often... Um, uh, luxury like ultra luxury shops they wouldn't even have everything hanging so you have to sort of ask about until you understand what they have and it takes a lot of courage and a lot of uh, effort which I, I sometimes just find wrong uh, but for me I would say my advice would would be to say look you know I have set this money aside that I want to spend on this purchase that I would like to spend on this purchase that money is hard earned by somebody, by me or by whoever gave it to me or by whoever. And it has a value. And I have now decided to come and spend it in your shop. So I'd like to be treated with a little bit of humbleness, please. And for that money, I am allowed to ask questions. And those questions, they, they may be, do you please have this in one size larger? And I think you should just uh, give yourself that leeway, that space to say, I am now here as any other customer and no other customer basically walks in, takes something off the rack without trying it, without altering it and walks out with it. Yes, they exist, but you're not going to be different from that many other clients. You're going to take your spot in the cabin and you're going to say, do you mind please bringing me all models trousers you have in size 44 and 42 and 46? And, you know, you might actually only buy one pair or you might not buy a single pair, but at least you would have seen what type of model trousers does this brand carry? And is there one model that is suitable for your body? And just take your time, whether or not you are buying, you are entitled to try a garment out. And I would just advise to try, try and stay calm with the fact that you're consuming their time. They're there for that. They also don't want to make a poor sales. 
so so they want to find that piece that's going to just work on you so i would say you need to be confident that the money that you are willing to spend they are worth that entire effort and you are entitled to feel 100% comfortable in a piece that you're trying so don't be afraid of asking for different models different sizes different colors different pieces anything you want that would be my advice and typically i would say that a sales assistant who isn't so prone to helping you they will find their way out of it somebody else nice will come and say look i want to help this person uh, i want them to be happy and comfortable and i would love to find a fit for them and and they would enjoy actually that type of a job or what do you think also i would say if you don't feel that overly confident just go in with someone you actually trust uh, yeah. you should always have a sidekick uh, if you're not feeling confident enough to go in on your on your own and uh, use the sales people's time also the the using of that time you are fully aware that you are entitled to it i agree wholeheartedly because it it is part of the game uh, i will go in three times and three times i will not buy anything but the fourth time i will get something and that's something at this point where i am uh, i don't buy you know normal stuff anymore i just get the, the pieces that will shock me pieces that will excite me pieces that will work with all those pieces i already have so i just go in for the big guns and i will get the big gun but three times before i would just go in for the coffee to try out to have a chat you know to be part of the game and never mm, you, you should never feel like you you know you aren't worthy of anyone else's time you are because you're unique you're a customer you're entitled to respect but you know there is a lot of things going on in the retail industry now and i get the feeling that they just want to sell and uh, the customer that requires any kind of um, alterations or something attention. else or attention, special orders is rare and is uh, considered to be difficult. I was labeled difficult by a brand, which I will never name, <laughs> not even when I go into my that bad. Um, I was considered to be difficult because I require alterations. So I don't care if you consider me difficult. I will be vocal about what I want and a vocal about what I don't want because I demand respect that I give because one crucial thing is when you go in you should never be cocky you should never be uh you know um overruling anyone else you should just be respectful of everyone else's uh, job and i assure you that once you are kind and you are considerate and you value the job that people do for you they will do the same for you so i don't get the people who go in and treat the sales people like you know shit because they work so hard and it isn't an easy job being on their feet all day long and running around and yeah. giving you clothes and giving you shoes this and that that's a really hard job i'm saying someone else does it with passion someone does it with less passion but still respect 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 that is that is a good point and just also to add if you do bring somebody a trusty person that's going to come with you and if that 
person by any chance happens to be your husband or your partner or your husband isn't isn't trusty (laughs) well a lot of people a lot of people would right they would say come you know I want to go here and take a look just know keep in mind that often these people they envisage you in something that maybe you would never reach out to and that's fine just know that uh, you know if you try out a brand if you're discovering a brand and how it fits you for the first time then just Try to do the basics also with this person uh, insisting on you taking the crazy dresses and, you know, the fancy jacket that you would never reach for yourself. So just try and and put on the basic things like a a pair of trousers or a skirt or very basic dresses so that you see how these fit you and so that you can also discover how the brand uh, behaves on your body. And not to let yourself, you know, be in conflict or bothered or carried away. Because I see that with my own partner who always reaches for crazy things. And I have lately, um, I I accept trying them on because I think he has a great eye and because I think he makes nice selections. But first, I need to be confident in how these brands act and react to me. And I also need to be able to be confident in, in my way of saying, no, listen, I will never wear this. Even if it pleases you, I will not take it. I don't want this money spent on it and I will never wear it. So I'm just saying, not not a lot of people have a Nico to take with them. So some of them <laughs> yeah, maybe but you know, you, you know why? Because my husband just says, oh, you look lovely in anything. And he's bored. So I don't have the luck yeah. that you have because yeah. I know your partner that does, does that too. I've seen that. I've been there. Uh, he actually makes you go, you know, beyond your comfort zone, and which is fine, yeah. but you are very opinionated which is good. And I like that about you. <laughs> so you are, are you. Very, yeah, no, no, we are, you know, two mules <laughs> going at each other. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. you know what? It's good because you know what doesn't fit you. Sometimes I will cave into Nico's requests and which is fine. Uh, he has a better eye absolutely than I do. And he wants me to be the best version of myself, which is fine. But sometimes I will just fight back so hard because I don't want to try something that makes me feel exposed. There is one funny thing he says, uh, when you see a picture of me, you will immediately see if I'm um, comfortable, comfortable in my skin. Yes, right. in my, my face says it all. You, you know, you, I can, I, I'm not really the person that can hide something from you because you can read it all on my face. I'm su- such a bad liar. It's horrifying. But that, I think that summarizes it with three words. You know, if you wear something comfortable that you enjoy and that you think you look good in, that is how you start building confidence in your clothes. And of course, exactly. I mean, we're not talking about confidence from internal. We're not talking about a bunch of things that are, you know, on a very different deep level than just being this shallow, superficial shopping. But, you know, if you have that one suit that fits you like a glove and it doesn't have to be a fancy suit, it just have to be the one with the nice shoulders that falls nicely on your bum, with the trousers with the perfect length, and you can jump into it and just look nice. That is what you need to start building your clothes self-esteem. And from there and onwards, you will quickly recognize that look on your face when you see that item, which is 10 out of 10, irrespective of price tag. Yeah, yeah but you know, so I, I read something a few days ago uh, regarding haters and generally people who will rain on your parade in any way. Uh, if you see someone who is th- uh, throwing, you know, venom on you or, or saying nasty things to you, think about this. It could be worse. You could be them. 
So <laughs> that's, that was so funny to me, but that is so, so, so true. I mean, it could be worse. Instead of being my fat self, I could be you. Oh God, that would be horrifying because I can lose my weight or I can gain it again, but you can never lose the idiot in you. So that's fantastic. You know. Bravo. I want to put an applause. That's a great thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cue for the applause, please. <laughs> can I ask you? So now here the sales are gonna, about to start. Um, poor I don't, and now yes, we, we, are, we are going to be poor. I don't have so much on my sales list, and having that said, I probably have to eat my words later on. But there is nothing really that I'm. I'm just. I'm just. Or... I'm sorry. I'm just going to take down the moment to write the the hour and the but day you said that. <laughs> I'm going to eat my words. I know this, but what I do, what I am looking for, that I'm going to try and find in the sales. And now you can definitely laugh at me. I, I want to look for for a Dyson, but not the curler. I'd like to have the. <laughs> I'd like to have the blow dryer, but I don't know. I fe- I mean, if there ever is going to be any sale on it, it's not going to be more than 10%. And... I, don't, I don't think so. But unless you find it in a place that they will give you a discount to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, maybe I'll go there and bargain like you did on your tree. And then my other my <laughs> other item that I'm looking for is a, is a travel steamer, actually. And oh, absolutely. yes, yes, yes. I have that. I have that and I adore it. I got it off Amazon and it was amazing. The best so thing ever. Those are the two pieces I'm looking for. And if I would recommend anybody to buy anything on sale. Last year, I bought a winter jacket, like a pink, um, what do you call it? Dudon? What is it called in English? Uh, fluffy one. What is it called? Oh, the duvet jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A the... duvet jacket. Yeah. So I got one off the sales, I guess somewhere in January. Uh, and I was like, great, this I can wear for next season. And that's what you I did. You never wore it. No, I do. No, no, no I, I bought it and didn't wear it. That's right. So I actually, I bought it in Stockholm last year when I was here just before traveling and just left it here. So I said, now I actually have a proper winter jacket for when I come back. You know, it's minus four to minus seven here. I feel so cheated out, out of my picture of your outfit with that jacket. I'll send you one later on. I'm, when we're done here, I'm going to run over. Uh, I was at Grand Hotel yesterday for a massage at their spa. People who follow me will know that I love that I place. So and today... That. I have a treatment for with a product called Biologique Recherche that I have. Oh yes, tried. yes, crazy, crazy good. Keen. I'm super keen on trying. So I have a facial. I'm taking off my last year's face uh, and walking into the new year <laughs> with exfoliated forehead. What about your your advice? What should people look for on the sales if they are in the market of buying anything? If there is, I, I always go with this simple rule: if there is something you haven't been able to get off your mind. And you didn't get it uh, because it was either too expensive or you you couldn't take the plunge or you were just too scared. It was out of your any kind of, you know, comfort zone. Just go there because there is nothing like the magic of the words half off. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, the the green coat from Valentino, when they told me it was half off, I was uh, so happy I could have, you know, just kissed everyone in the store. So (laughs) that's That's about it. Good advice. And that applies also also for shoes. So I think you can, you know, if you're looking for that pair of shoes uh, that you have your eyes on, but you think they're too sparkly or too, you know, not, not 100%. Uh, functional at full price, but maybe then they come forty or fifty percent off. Then maybe maybe that's a time. That's to the go plan. And, get them. and also uh, an advice for my grandmother: it's better to take one piece than five pieces, which will cost less. But take one and take it home; it will last forever. So that's that's the most sound advice I get. And I always sleep on things. I never never get pushed into the immediate sale unless that's 
something that you really, really, really wanted. So just go home, sleep on it. If it's meant for you, it will still be there. Just to hell with it. And the amount of like wrong purchases you do when you rush into it just because of the, you know, ooh, 70% off. And then you end up paying 200 euros or 500 euros for something that you never wear. Exactly. And then, you mi- and, you, and then you miss that money for something else you really wanted. So. Exactly. So be very careful. And also, if it's something that you've seen during season and tried on and you know the size, now that it's at a discounted price and you're still thinking about it, that's a good time to splurge. Winter jacket and shoes. I have a question from a follower, uh, hmm. a lady who's going to start working next week. And uh, she said that it was very good luck to you. She said it was uh, curious to listen to um, how to wear things without a particular connotation or trying to be uh, sort of discreet at work. I recommend for anybody uh, starting a new job uh, to to remain prim and proper uh, and not not attach too much branded things on you until you've been able to read your workplace. Uh, because it's one thing when you do things deliberately. So you say, look, I have a, a brooch from a brand and I would like to wear it on my jacket and I'd like to display it. That's perfectly fine. You just need to be aware of how how people will react to it and decide to do this uh, consciously. So my advice is to go for a couple of weeks in the first month and just tune into what do what does my workplace look like? How do people dress? Try and adjust a little bit to that. How do I dress if I meet my clients, if you're now a lawyer like I am in my industry? And just make sure not to uh, not to show an exaggerated amount of personality in your dressing from first, because you, you're not sure you want people to, uh, to determine who you are on that basis. And then when you're a little bit more comfortable in having exchange, show, show some personality, show that you're eager to work, then it's different if you bring in some pieces, knowing very well that people will actually uh, relate to uh, your appearance. So my only advice is you should just uh, give it a little bit of time so that you can weigh the situation and appreciate uh, what is suitable and not. And if something isn't suitable and you still like to wear it, at least you make a conscious decision. Uh, and that, Or do that, your that, casual Friday. <laughs> or do your casual Friday. But so I got a question on low shoes. So I mean, my easiest oh. answer, which is absolutely terrible, is basically, you know, you wear sneakers, you walk everywhere with them, and then you uh, carry an extra pair of proper office shoes, and then you wear them at the office. It's not the answer you want, but it's a good one. My other alternative is, is to wear sort of... Um, uh, you know, winter boots or semi-bootish type of shoes. I think they can look really nice both with trousers and with skirts, but they give an edgy sort of grunge look. They don't give a proper dressy look. And other than that, I recommend um, ballerinas, all kinds of them. You have them, you know, from every single uh, fashion brand. Uh, I have really nice tweed ones from Zara. I have them from absolutely everywhere. And then, of course, I don't uh, have them. You don't have them. You don't wear flats. Kidding. I, I have them. I have them. Slingback kitten heels you have. Oh, we love them. Yes, that that I love too. Love them. I look like a, like a duck in them, but I love them. So that is uh, that is an alternative. A lot of these brands, they make a kitten heel, which is two and a half or three centimeters, not very high, and they make it in slingback. Uh, Ten years ago, it would be unthinkable to wear slingbacks in winter. I don't think it is anymore. Uh, of course, it's not ideal to wear them outside, uh, but you can um, definitely. I just did. Wear them inside. <laughs> I mean, I was okay. I was without any kind of hosiery yesterday, so I'm gonna <laughs> dial.
Bring uh, sling bags without hoiseries has got to be weather dependent. So you cannot do it in Stockholm with five miners, right? Mm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I mean, I would. I actually would. Uh, it wouldn't be even the first time that I did that. But that's me. I just hate hoisery, uh, really. But I, I can't. Would you, I can... wear, would you wear sling bags even in snow, like uh, a crazy person? Mm, perhaps no. But if I was about to go to a restaurant. And, you know, I get in the car and uh, get out of the car and that's about it. Yes, I would. I actually would. But no, for walking, of course, I would just wear boots or something that don't anyway require hosiery. I know I'm weird like that. <laughs> but not only that, but I mean, it's not even seasonal. Why would you pack slingbacks if you're going to a country with snow? You never know what occasion might arise. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the big debate on slingbacks. Yes. And uh, then finally, I guess brogues is not something that I really wear, but I find it very cool on others. So you wear sort of a, um, a nice um, thought through semi boot with some detail, which looks nice with trousers and also with skirts. Uh, and they can be uh, pretty low heeled, but have a bit of a chunky feel to them that uh, gives them some kind of character. So I guess those are my recommendations. None of them fantastic, I suppose. But uh, no, the brogue I'm... thing I I actually don't own or I ever tried on. Mm. Never, never. Mm. I I think I look like a duck in them, just like the flats. So nope. I think it depends depends how how your feet look like, what you're comfortable in, what your morphology is. But I also don't really own any like straight up brogues, but I have similar shoes to those. Uh, and they can also work. So you just need to find a pair that you can work universally. Also, uh, when you're walking outside, if you don't want to change and wear proper heels inside. I don't know if this is any advice uh, worth writing home about, but at least we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least we talk about it. I, I get a lot of questions of people asking, how can you wear high heels all day? Where mm. the, tr the best trick ever is, um, well, it goes to people without hosiery, <laughs> but uh, of course it does. But you need to be moisturizing your feet quite a lot. I have my go-to moisturizers for feet and, and legs, and uh, they don't leave you with, uh, you know, the funny feeling of squishy, squishy feet in the shoes. Uh, but they just dry up really nicely and there is no friction. There will be no blisters. Uh, and if needed, I reapply through the day. So that's so about what, it. You take them off, you kick your shoes off and pull yes. out a cream and start yes. putting your fingers between your toes like a crazy person. Uh, I don't I don't know about the fingers <laughs> and the toes. That's quite, you know, a fetishist of you. How, how Such a nice image. Thank you, really. Uh, but I go to the bathroom and reapply cream. And what's what's there to, to be okay. surprised? I mean, yeah, yeah. But would, you, about, would, you, would you prefer me with blisters? No, I wouldn't. But I, I guess the question is equally like not only uh, how do you avoid blisters, but how can you be comfortable walking? In practice. Six practice makes perfect. Yeah, I've, been, but... I've been wearing heels for over 20 years. I mean, you know, the, I'm used to the pain. It doesn't mean that I don't feel the pain. Of course, I feel it. But, uh, you know, I'm so used to it that I'm like, OK, fine. It's nice. But, but for me, it's gone the opposite way. So I used to wear a lot of heels all day long. And now I'm, I'm really uninterested in supporting that type that's, of pain. That's called uh, that's called being old. <laughs> Partly. So I we, are, we are getting older. I know. I know. Partly. But I think also when I started wearing, like when I was wearing heels to university back in 2000, I remember still I had a pair of Gucci pumps. Uh, that had had sort of a long uh, toe, but 
but not pointy. So it was like long and square. So for one, that, that sounds horrifying anyway. It was lovely. <laughs> but that kept, that sort of kept uh, space for your toe as a round toe shoe. Would <laughs> that do. sounds even worse. And the heel wasn't pointy. So it was like half solid, right? So I do think that the heel comforts <laughs> are changing over time because the, the, those were not stilettos. So I probably wouldn't have worn stilettos all day to university. And I remember I used to always run to the tube because I would be late. So I do think that, you know, 20 years ago, um, there, there was just a different shoe fashion. So the shoes would be slightly more comfortable. I also Or think... that's what we would like to think. Or we yeah. were just simply younger and were you yeah. know, more dynamic. It possibly, but I also have another theory. I think that I didn't have as much shoes I, as I have today. So the ones that I wore were properly broken in. Today, I mean, some shoes I don't see for, or wear for two or three years. Oh, that reminds I me. I have a pair of shoes of yours. Uh, oh, that's great. Are they fixed now? Yes, they're fixed now. Such, oh, a, such a good service. Yes, it's all, all here. Oh, great. And did they complain or was it easy to fix them? I, I never asked. <laughs> ah, okay, well, thank you very much for dealing with that. For those who are under the listen, I wore a pair of lace shoes with a decoration uh, for, for one time only in Cuba. And they were entirely wrecked by the end of the evening. So I took them back to the shop in Milan and they very nicely agreed to do something with them. And now uh, apparently they're back. So that's nice. Um, okay. So that's, and and otherwise, I mean, of course, you have to admit that you don't really walk that long distances. You're in and out no, of cars. No, no, no. I always, yeah. I always said that. That's, uh, I don't, I won't be walking the whole city in my heels. That that would be crazy. And, I, and why would I ever want to, you know, heel pain whole day long? But I, I am in the office in heels. I do the office things uh, in heels. If I have to go out for work, work, I actually do that in heels. But I have a car and then, you know, I won't be walking the streets for shopping in high heels. That That's not something. Unless I'm going out with Nico, in that case, he would just say to me, please, uh, shut up and feel the pain and I don't care so <laughs> that's a good friend for you but otherwise I would just go to my trusty you know Chanel sling bags the ones you don't love anymore um, I will go to any kind of lower heel eight centimeters heel that or nine I actually have two pairs of Versace heels which are so comfortable it's crazy and those are my walking shoes, literally. So I can be in them all day long and it's fine. I can walk the city in those. But those are nine centimeters and eight centimeters. 10, 11 and 12 are just for show. That's, for that's sure. about it. Sit yeah. down shoes. Sit down shoes, taxi shoes, restaurant shoes. I just got a pair of uh, boots from Mango. Nobody can have missed them because I'm absolutely madly in love with them. They're over the knee boots with a leather print. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, with a with a snake print. They're actually not leather. I yeah, think the hissy print. Yeah, I think they're hundred percent plastic, but they have a six centimeter heel, and that for me is comfortable. Not nine or eight, but uh, and, <laughs> and, and and those I can walk in all day after having broken them in. So and anyway, how do, how do you keep them those boots from not slouching? Because I actually got one pair of boots everyone loved, and they're purple. They're aquazzurra, mm -hmm. and they are lovely, but they are velvet, and they have this, you know. Um, silicone strip inside that mm. should prevent them from slipping but all mm. I can feel is them slipping so I, I think I will have to get them to a cobbler to you know put some more silicone in them so they don't slip off but how do you keep your boots Maybe. from not 
maybe you wear suspenders on them. So you just stick suspenders to them and tie them to your tummy. I know <laughs> people who would be actually happy to see that, and that's horrifying anyway. How sexist of you. <laughs> um, these ones don't slip down so much. They're extremely tight to the level that it's almost difficult to put them on. And then they slouch very little, like they would not go below the knee. So you have to pull them up a little bit just to straighten them. Uh, but uh, otherwise they don't. I don't like silicone because it usually makes like water bubbles on my thighs. So I don't have that. But for my other boots over the knee, I have Stuart Weissman ones and those ones you kind of tie at the back. So maybe that's the solution that you, I don't know. Now these are very elastic and they're mm. like, just like a sock. But the mm. problem is they actually keep slipping on the tie level uh, and they don't go over the knee. That's fine. But I can see them. I can feel them. And it's making me uncomfortable. So I'm thinking I should actually get get them to Aquadora and ask them to have them fixed or put some more silicone in them because mm. it doesn't keep them from slipping. But still, you know, you get the point. My my thought before was to use these like tennis uh, bracelets, but for the legs and pull them up right above the knee so that it, it creates some kind of uh, you know, additional additional stop. <laughs> That's going to be so sexy once they peek out of my skirt. Ooh, no, but you wouldn't see them. So what I mean is that basically, you know, right where they start slipping. You add this extra volume, extra layer of um, of cloth. Oh my! Oh my God! That's like like, like sausages. Ugh, exactly. Horrifying. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I have no solutions for your shoes. No solutions. Yeah. If anyone has any solutions, please feel free to share. Tell us. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us. So that's about shoes, uh, which are my domain, and and I'm I'm the crazy one. I'm the shoe lady. I will be literally the, the lady who died in her shoes because it's either this or the books in my house. I'm going to get buried alive in them. And for me, it's going to be snakes. Wow. Yeah, I know. You're, but not, not anymore since Chanel stopped producing them. So sorry. Mm. Mm. That's going to be hard on you. I was actually surprised and scared. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to have such a hard time. But not anymore. I can see you prancing around with your Dior crocodile bag. I, I just want to make a point. I haven't been in the market for a new exotic Chanel for years. So this doesn't impact me a lot. I mean, I don't see the point of buying things that I already have or similar things, similar bags to the ones that I already purchased at 30 or 40% higher price. So I, I seriously don't feel like I'm missing out. I already have a very pretty selection and yeah, I barely do. get to use. So first I need to use the ones I have. So I don't feel any particular remorse or anything else. If anything, I was tempted to just sell off the whole portfolio. Basically, <laughs> just say, who wants to buy all of this? And I'm going to add a 50% premium and then just sell the whole lot. And then I can argue. And then, yeah, these, yeah. These and then you can get more. <laughs> then you can get more. And then you can prove the point we always make to say bags are an investment. I don't believe it's an investment unless you get the value back and more when you exit the market. So I I have yet to see it proven that these bags are investment. And I don't care if people say, well, you bought them at 30% less. And today the, the purchase price is 30% higher. I don't believe it because I need to get my money back, including inflation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there, there, goes, there goes the lawyer. I need to get my money <laughs> back, including inflation. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not an investment. Otherwise, let's just call it what it is. It's a pleasure that I, that I uh, uh, allow myself. It's not an investment. An investment is something that you intend to sell off at a later point at an increased value, uh, also accounting for uh, inflation and other aspects. 
Okay, after yeah. this beautiful lesson in investments, I hope that everyone is uh, settled comfortably while we listen what fashion lawyer is going to wear on the last night of this year. Oh. Please enlighten us. So, um, we have decided just to stay in, uh, the two of us, which I really look forward to. So, not, I think we're going to start with a beautiful. You champagne. do realize that's going to be two of you and me texting you. So, it's three oh, that's of you. Nice. <laughs> that's very nice. I think I will find that YouTube channel that shows you the celebrations, like the midnight throughout the world. It's kind of nice to see. So, I don't want like world news or CNN or any other rubbish. I just. Oh, want... God, no, no, no. Yeah. So I just want that. So they sort of, they do Dubai and then they do, you know, hour by hour in different time zones, which I think is really nice. And we will just have a nice decadent lunch and dinner for two. And um, we're both exhausted from a lot of work and a lot of travels. And we were very kindly invited to a party, but uh, we are just too tired to get around with it. I, I know it sounds depressing, but I no. very much look forward to this. So I think I'm going to be wearing, and I probably I'm going to get killed for saying this, but I brought with me a, a Dolce Gabbana dress in printed, like, um, it's a curtain type of fabric, a bro brocade. It's a curtain it? type of fabric. I don't know fabric. what you call it in English. What is it called? Brocade? It brocade. No, it's brocade, yes. Brocade, yes. With a beautiful little uh, <laughs> fur trim to the sleeves and to the... And, oh, uh, I know that dress. It's a skirt. I... So I thought I'm going to be wearing that, even if we're just around the house. Uh, and uh, I think that would be perfect. What about you? I'm going to be wearing a Valentino gown. It's oh, long a gown. <laughs> a gown, yes. Everyone else will be wearing, I don't know, pajamas, basically, because it's going to be me, my husband, my grandparents here. Uh, but I think I want to wear that, you know, to ring in the new year because it's a beautiful dress and it's kind of um, represents who I actually want to be now and uh, some kind of a new style. Because for the last years, I was wearing always, always, uh, a gown by Dolce Gabbana which is beautiful and I, and I still love my gowns but this year I haven't got any so I think I would just go drop <laughs> that Valentina on me also because it's like a tent you just pull it on it's like an abaya it's beautiful it's you know jade green and uh, goes beautifully with the red hair now so I sometimes I actually forget that I'm a redhead and then I get surprised when I see the red peaking on my shoulder. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and it's got to be beautiful against the green. And it's nice. Interesting what you say about, you know, you're going to wear the person you want to be for next year. Is the, exactly. is, is the trans transition so obvious? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I think yes, because, you know, the the transition in itself was so rapid and so sudden uh, for everyone else except for me I was unhappy with uh, with myself for a long time I, I and I, when I say unhappy I don't mean unhappy uh, at 100% I just needed a change I wasn't happy at wh where I was at the moment so I think this year will be a year of change which is horrifyingly scary to me <laughs> but uh, you know once I changed the color of my hair it was painfully clear that something else was going to change too and I think uh, this this will be the year for it and I get the nagging feeling that some of my friends are, are going to be in that too so mm. <laughs> yeah let's see it's a new year it's a new beginning I like the clean slate 
It's nice. I think change is just a bit more difficult than you think because it actually requires you to do differently. And to do differently, you need to think differently. And we are so attached to our normal way of thinking. We, we very difficultly uh, want to move away from that unless, and also especially in long term, right? Yeah, you can that's get true. inspired or you can get, um, you know, uh, you can listen to what somebody says. But in the long term, we keep falling back to our own DNA and our own way of thinking. And it's just very difficult to properly implement a change because it yeah, but requires... it's fine. Why why you actually listen to everyone else doing the change? You kind of you know prepare yourself for the moment when you will want that change. You will go for it. I mean, nothing in our lives, if you think about it, uh, ever came by doing whatever we were doing before. Mm-hmm. So you took the plunge some years ago. Uh, did your own firm. I took the plunge several years ago and I decided to do something else. So it's time for another, but it might not be that obvious, but I think it's it's time to, to you know, widen up the area of activities. So that's what I'm aiming for. And uh, I think we should actually try and find more time for doing things that make us, you know, happy on a certain mm-hmm. level, because now we're, at a certain age when you don't actually need to be proving anything, but you want to be proving that to yourself, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I that think is getting too serious. Oh my God. It's, it's true. But on the topic of change and New Year, I guess it's fair to just spend a couple of moments on this. I do think though that a lot of the change is organic and it happens to you because circumstances occur in front of you and then you make choices. And exactly. these choices, maybe they, they might actually be forced on you today because, um, I, when I decided to launch my own firm, I was made an offer at that point in time. And I don't think that that offer would have come back at a later point. And then, of course, you face that option and you make a decision. But here we're talking about a proactive change. So nothing is probing you to change. So you can't really change organically. You have to just determine to do differently. And you see what I mean? So I think we're, it's easy to adjust to a reality as it happens to you, but it's very difficult to be the one conducting that reality to where but you want to But the be. thing is, I'm in a privileged position at the moment because I know that the change is going to come to me. So mm. I have the time to be proactive before it actually comes. That sounds fantastic. And that's, yeah. uh, that's probably the right mindset. Also, you look around you and you evaluate where am I sitting and what can I proactively change, big or little, so that I'm not always sort of a not a, I I wouldn't call it victim of circumstances, but rather <laughs> nice. so I'm not just passive. I I don't want to just be passive to life happening to me and then exactly then doing the most of it, which can also be fantastically good. But rather, you know, conduct the direction of where my life is going. Yeah, so being probably... prudent is always good. But I mean, why not ever trying to do something unexpected of you that's that's what I actually did in my little little teeny tiny corner of my hair and and it brought up to up to this point it brought beautiful things so I would say it's not it's not bad though I still sometimes have crisis and text you with I miss my blonde hair But it's fine. It's fine. More successful changes in 2019 and health above all and happiness to everyone. Yes. Yes. To everyone and uh, to merry, merry adventures in this new year, whomever you like to uh, share them with. Uh, in this, in my case, I have to share them with you um, since actually now we are, you know, I'm getting messages of people saying lovely podcasts. So you were right. 
<laughs> Let's I'm keep doing this. I'm getting those too. And I'm getting a bunch of questions also. I don't know if you have any questions on your list. I know it sounded as if we were finishing, but we're not actually. I have something for you. But before I get to that, do you want to, do you have any questions from your followers you want to answer to? Or did we answer all of them already? No, I think for today we did answer. I encourage people to actually send me questions, but I will, I, I think I will need to start, you know, putting them down in my agenda because otherwise I'm just going to lose them all over. I actually have them here in my agenda, but mm. uh, I, I had a question coming in yesterday, which uh, requires a little bit longer conversations. So I think we'll touch on that uh, next time. Somebody that says, I'd Oh, love you're to just hear... gonna leave me hanging. Hate you. No, I will not. I'd love to hear more about how you balance career and private life. I travel extensively also for my job and I had to slow down because it took a toll on me. I would also love to, if you could share the stories of how you fell in love with fashion. That's a whole episode. Ah, uh, yes. That's, that's for the next episode. That's for the next one. Now, I have something for you. Uh, oh, I've got 10 quick questions. Okay. And you answer them however you want. I was about to say something you would have to beep out. So, okay, dude. <laughs> okay. Dolce or Gucci? Dolce. Wine or cocktail? Wine. Car or bike? Bike, always. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cat or dog? Oh, cat. Sir, <laughs> multiple. <laughs> Instagram or Facebook? Oh, Instagram. Facebook is just for very, very private. And I, I, I actually don't accept uh, friendship requests on Facebook uh, just from friends I actually know so just by the way people so don't go yeah yeah so please don't (laughs) (laughs) pants or skirt oh skirt singing or dancing both (laughs) both at the Um, same time yeah yeah, um, no dancing I would say dancing because it gives me more energy singing is very very private and I do it for few people only (laughs) happy new year Happy New Year. Sorry, I watched Mamma Mia last night too. Okay, heels or flats? I think we answered that one. Yeah, I think we are safe on that one. Light on or light off? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh oh my God. Um, (laughs) You know, that's a funny one. uh, That that implies a whole bunch of things. (laughs) Nothing. It implies nothing. I don't know what you're thinking about. Um, one light on, but a small light on, because I still like to see people's faces. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh yes, you're such a such a such an innocent little 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 <laughs> lawyer. Oh god, you didn't I, see that one coming, did you? No, no, I was expecting anything else but that. But okay, fine. Are there more? No, those were 10 of them. Thank you very much for participating. You were a very good sport. (laughs) What do I get? (laughs) I don't know. You get a virtual glass of champagne that I'm going to have on your behalf. Is that good? Mm. Mm. I'm I'm feeling a little left out here. What's with the virtual thing? Come on. Maybe we do a video call later and uh, make a toast for the past year that have gone by, has gone by, yes. and the new year that's going to come. Yes, luckily people won't, won't get to see that before I get my face on. Because yesterday I just had 15 minutes to get ready to go out with some friends. And I was like, okay, how am I going to put my face on in 15 minutes? <laughs> that and gives you manage. Yes, I did manage, but I put a minimal bare makeup on and I just let the wind do its thing because, you know, it was very windy where I went, but 
I discovered that you can go out with friends um, on a 15-minute notice and you can still be very, very happy to go. I, so. I think to me that's standards. I would just never spend more than 15 minutes doing my makeup. I'm a rookie on makeup. Everybody knows it, but I barely ever. I, since I don't apply foundation, I don't use it. So I don't really need to, you know, make sure that it's not patchy and looks fine or anything. I just slap on something on the eyes. You just slap the, the Satan uh, makeup. I know, I know. <laughs> I just slap makeup on for never more than 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, the Satan makeup requires zero effort, basically. Uh, but next time we will elaborate on what Satan makeup <laughs> so people know how you shock me on regular Thanks. basis. Exactly. With my, I can just say right now, I just dip my eyes into a sparkly red eye palette. Like that, I don't even apply it with a brush. I just slap it straight on my face and go out with it. So I'm called the. That's so you the, just you just dip in glitter and whatever sticks. You just go yeah. out with it. Okay, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> anyway, I think we are boring people now. Actually, with our uh, little chit chat talk. But, but yes, let's give them a proper goodbye to this uh, 2018. And thank you for uh, listening to us and to watching our shenanigans and to following and to comments, everything in between. We have the best followers ever who have pushed us to do things we didn't expect to do and who will keep True. pushing us, I think. Uh, True. To... And, and to all of those followers, um, first and foremost, health for 2019 i wish you all health and happiness and everything else will fall into place that's very very true health and love i wish you love i'm the love person you know that i wish you health and love health because and everything love. everything else in love can be in love in life can be bought and replaced but love and health cannot mm. so more mas amor por favor <laughs> <laughs> that's all, that's all from me. So, happy new year everyone. Happy and new year. Talk to you next year. Talk to you in 2019. Yes. Have Yay. a nice evening. Yay. Yay. <laughs>